Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and today we're going to be talking about the Kids in Focus program and our eye care and vision health with the COO of ShopGo Optical, Kirk Lauterbach. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kirk. Rebecca, pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Well, there may be some of our listeners that aren't familiar with the joint program that you have called Kids in Focus with the local Lions Club. And this is where you provide free of charge eye care and eyewear to children in need. Tell us more about Kids in Focus, Kirk. Sure. So we've actually had a community-based program to provide eyewear to children in need. We've had it for almost 20 years. And for the last six years, we've actually partnered directly with the Lions Club. This program has been recently rebranded as Kids in Focus, and the concept with it is is that we will be able to provide glasses and also an exam to children in need in the different communities that we serve, including our locations throughout Utah. Um, Basically, what they do is they'll work with the local Lions Club to obtain a voucher, and again, that voucher will then entail the child to get an exam, a full comprehensive exam, as well as a pair of glasses, and we'll, we'll actually uh, work directly with the Lions Club to ensure that the vouchers go out to those most in need. And it really is just a great opportunity to ensure that kids are seen properly, not just in the classroom, but in all the activities that they enjoy as well. Well, and you mentioned the classroom, and, and I think back to when I was a child, in that they actually did kind of uh, have a school nurse on hand, and there were some vision checks that were taking place uh, within the school system. Do we still see that, Kirk? Um, we still see it. The, the challenges with the uh, basic screening are twofold. Number one, obviously, in the past year with the pandemic, those haven't occurred as frequently as in the past that they had occurred. And the other challenge is that that typically will just be a base vision screening. It really won't give us the opportunity to look at overall eye health or any other underlying conditions. And that's where a comprehensive exam comes in and allows the optometrist to really take those extra steps to ensure that not only are the eyes seeing properly, but there aren't any other underlying conditions. And certain things can have an impact, obviously, if you have a lot of screen time, if you have any family history of things like glaucoma or cataracts or macular degeneration, it's obviously very critical for the parent to ensure that that comprehensive exam takes place so they can make sure that those things are not impacting the child. And that's where the comprehensive exam will actually do that more than just a a typical vision screening would. So our goal would be to get a comprehensive eye exam for our children. Can we get that at Shopco Optical? Yes, at any of our locations. And we have the uh, five locations in Utah to serve our patients. And uh, by all means, we have in-person doctors that would be uh, more than happy to see the the, uh, children here or, or patients in general. Um, and the full comprehensive exam does include, obviously, all the eye health. It includes the refraction. It includes a treatment plan. And at the end of the day, you know, whether you're a child or an adult there, it's very critical that you do get regular eye services done. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, especially coming out of the pandemic, we're finding a lot of challenges with people that struggle with digital eye strain, dry eyes, and a lot of that is just coming from excessive use with tablets and PCs throughout the day. Um, you know, people that are doing the Zoom meetings or the Teams meetings on top of just working on a computer through most of the day, 
their eyes do actually have new challenges that we have to contend with just due to that screen time that they have. Mm. It's interesting because as as we go throughout life, uh, we don't always think about the effect of our lifestyle on our vision health. You know, there are times, of course, we're going to do something, we might put on some safety glasses, but indeed you brought up screen time. And most children in Utah in particular, I know across the nation, um, transition from in-person and in-class education to all of the coursework done on a computer or some type of electronic screen device. And that is a big change. And many adults have seen that kind of abrupt change, too, where they're just on the screens all the time. Are optometrists seeing changes in people's eyes because of that? Yeah, actually, we're seeing more patients that are are nearsighted than in the past, and part of that is because of the screen time. Um, But in general, just eye strain is a concern for all patients who look at a screen. One of the simplest things that we can recommend is to follow what they call the 20-20-20 rule. And it's one of those things that, you know, the first time I heard it, I thought, well, geez, I don't always do this myself here, but it really does work. And the concept of the 20-20-20 rule is for every 20 minutes that you're looking at a computer screen, take 20 seconds and focus on an object 20 feet away. And that refocusing of the eye refreshes the eye. It's definitely something you can do to help reduce some some of the strain and some of the headaches, some of the dryness that you may have with your eyes. So following that rule does go a long way. And then obviously it's the other component there too to ensure that you are having a comprehensive exam and if you do need refractive lenses to ensure that you're getting those as well. Um, We also do recommend looking at an anti-reflective coating or a blue protect coating. The blue protect will protect the eyes from the harmful blue light that emits from computer screens. An anti-reflective coating at the same time will help reduce some of the glare So not only does the appearance of the lenses look a lot better, it also helps reduce the glare throughout the day when you're working on a computer. Mm, It's interesting because as you've mentioned these things, it's it's new information for me. And yet I have been using a computer almost nonstop throughout the pandemic as well. So when we have increased usage of computer screens, we actually might kind of feel that difference with eye strain or dry eyes or some effect from the blue lights? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, because what, what tends to happen, and again, it's one of those things that I, I think when you, when, you, when you consciously think about it, you don't always realize that you're not blinking as frequently. You're not giving your eyes the, 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 the break time that they need because people tend to focus intently on their computers, and they don't blink as frequently, which causes the dryness to occur, which can eventually cause a strain. And then, you know, the, the focusing on one particular object for a prolonged time frame can lead to headaches and discomfort as well. So it's kind of a snowball effect there that the computer screen can cause on the eyes long term. And you're using the 20-20-20 rule. So every 20 minutes, adults or children should pause for 20 seconds, look at an object that is 20 feet away. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very simple, simple thing to do. And I'll tell you what, like I said, once you consciously start thinking about it, I know for myself, if I'm on a Zoom meeting or a Teams call or something like that, I know I'm focused so much on my computer screen that I don't really always take the opportunity to follow that rule. But I tell you, when you do, your eyes do feel more comfortable at the end of the day. And like I said, it's also really having the proper lenses. Um, For myself, I do wear contacts a lot, which work very well. But I upgraded into a multifocal contact lens that actually helps me see the computer screen a little more effectively. 
And when I wear my glasses, I do have the blue light protect, so that that actually helps me, again, to reduce the glare, but also to filter out the harmful blue light that would normally enter the eye if they didn't have the protection. Wait, just to clarify, there are now contact lenses or multifocal lenses that people can wear if they know they're going to be spending a lot of time looking at screens? Mm-hmm. Yes, so it used to be, um, you know, you had a couple of options if you unfortunately turned 40, you know, and you needed to get a bifocal, which is... Yeah, I'm old enough that my antennas went way up on that one, Kirk. (laughs) At least it was for me, too. But uh, what winds up happening is, you know, your eye just doesn't accommodate as well as it did when you were younger. And basically, when you go to read, you get that strain. And if there is a computer screen or you're reading out of a book, you just have more challenges adapting to that different uh, level of focus you need. And the solutions, if you were a contact lens wearer, would be you'd either wear reading glasses over the top of your contacts or do what they call monovision, which you'd have one eye for distance and one eye focusing for reading. And over the last decade, the progression they've had in multifocal contacts has truly been exceptional. So multifocal contacts, you know, will not only give you the comfort to be able to see distance clearly, but it will also help you accommodate for mid-level tasks, like if you're working on a computer or, let's say, you're doing, you know, sewing or or cabinetry or construction work, things like that at arm's length away. It'll help with all those tasks. Plus, it will also help you read more effectively, too. Um, all-in-one contact lens. And I tell you what, I, I really thought I was going to be one of those patients that was going to have to uh, stop wearing lenses, but I transitioned into the multifocal contacts and didn't skip a beat. So mm. it's uh, very exciting what the manufacturers have, have made available. And at Shop Co-Optical, we carry all leading brands of multifocal contacts. If you've just joined us, this is Kirk Lauterbach. He is the Chief Operating Officer with Shopco Optical. Joining us today, and we're talking about vision health. And at the very beginning of our interview, we talked about uh, Kids in Focus, which is a program that Shopco Optical provides with our local Lions Club to make it possible for children in need to get eye care and the vision care and checkups and exams that they need to make sure that they are doing well. And as we're listening to you, uh, Kirk, we're learning so much more about what what adult and children's uh, vision health should look like. So you mentioned this, and I need to go back for just a minute. So how often should children and how often should adults get eye exams? Well, the recommendation is, um, you know, uh, um, every year is when you should get an eye exam. Now, obviously, if you don't have corrective lenses, you haven't experienced any conditions that are a concern to you or have any family history of, again, glaucoma, cataracts, macular degeneration, or other eye anomalies, you know, you may be able to go every two years at that point. But typically an annual exam is always recommended, and especially as a child enters school, it's very good to go in and have that comprehensive exam. A lot of parents don't realize that basically 25% of all children have an undetected vision issue. And in some cases, it's, it's something they might see that's very apparent, like the child is sitting very close to a computer or a TV screen, or they might see something visibly wrong with an eye, like a lazy eye. But there's a lot of other conditions that the child may have that the comprehensive eye exam will detect, and a very simple treatment plan like a pair of glasses will take care of that issue and getting them seen properly again so they're going to do better in school and do better when they enjoy their activities outside of school. Mm -hmm. And and to me, I I worked in the school system and and worked with the children with learning disabilities, and it was always very tender for my heart to find a child who was struggling in school simply because he or she either had a hearing problem that had gone undetected or a vision problem that had gone undetected. We don't always know as parents what to look for. And since we have you here, I just wanted to kind of tap into you. What are some of those 
telltale signs that a child may be having some vision problems? Well, the most the most common one is just, you know, how they focus in on things. And if they are sitting, you know, excessively close to the computer screen or a TV screen, that's probably the number one thing. Um, if the child struggles with reading, um, if the tr- child struggles with, um, you know, again, it could be playing sports or, or other activities, um, even concentration can be an issue where we determine the child's not seeing right. And by the time you get a pair of glasses for that child, all of a sudden, not only are they seeing more effectively, but you're going to see a noticeable impact on how, whether it's playing a game or how they're studying, you're going to see a noticeable impact on how they do those different activities. Um, and, and again, this is this is the other number that I think is just very important for parents to think about is that, you know, 80% of the learning a child's going to do is going to come from their eyes. So if they are struggling with concentration, they are struggling with reading, you know, and all of a sudden we realize, boy, the issue was because they didn't have the right pair of glasses, you know, because that's how they're learning is through the eyes. You get them corrected the right way and all of a sudden makes a significant difference. For those who've just joined us as well, and we mentioned the Kids in Focus program, uh, there is a link off of shopco.com, right, where members in the community can tap into the Kids in Focus program? Mm -hmm. Yes. So there is information related to the Kids in Focus program. In addition to that, you can reach out to the local Lions Club chapters in the areas that we have our centers, which are in uh, and Logan, uh, Centerville, West Valley City, and also West Jordan. Wonderful. And as you mentioned, some of those communities, there are five locations of Shopco Optical, right? With Centerville being the fifth location? That is correct, yes. All right. So all throughout. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about lenses, the new options that are out there. Because if if I think old school, I just think, oh, I just need to get that eye exam and then go get a pair of glasses. And it sounds to me that there has been some real advances in the type of frames and lenses we can choose that will help optimize our our, our eyesight. Yeah, so in terms of starting with frames, um, we have a great selection of frames, whether you're looking for something from a value standpoint, whether you're looking for something from a great brand name you might know, like a Ray-Ban or a Maui Jim or a Kate Spade. We have a very comprehensive collection of the latest and greatest new styles. Um, on a regular basis, we update the assortment so that we not only get you what's hot from a fashion standpoint, but also in terms of new technology. So frames in titanium and flexible memory metal, um, we get all the latest styles and technology for the patients to choose from. And when it comes to lenses, um, there really are some great opportunities there to really find a lens that meets your lifestyle. Um, You know, not only do we have, you know, your basic single vision, bifocal, and progressive lenses, but we have a lot of customized lenses. So say, for instance, you drive a lot in your glasses or you work in an office where you go from computer work to near point work on a regular basis. We can get lenses that accommodate for all those different visual needs. And then when you focus on putting or factor in putting in a coating like anti-reflective or blue protect, that will also help reduce glare and reduce the harmful blue light. You could also do things like photochromatic lenses that get darker when you go outside. So there really are some great opportunities there. Um, And then we tie into also always recommending that you have a good pair of sunglasses, Um, particularly with children. A lot of parents don't always think about having sunglasses for kids. Um, In fact, one of the the statistics that I I like to share with people is that about 70% of kids don't wear sunglasses. And that's particularly dangerous because 80% of all UV exposure a person is going to have in their lifetime happens before you're 18. 
So it is absolutely critical that you have a good pair of sunglasses as a child and as an adult. And from there, you can get polarized lenses, which help reduce glare. So if you're out on the water or you like to hit the ski slopes, you're going to have something that's going to help protect against that very difficult glare to contend with. Talk to me a little bit about that, because I think we've done a better job over the years helping us understand the impact of exposing our skin to these UV rays. And as you mentioned, 80% of that exposure occurs before we're even 18 years old. But it, I don't think that we've understood that just like we have to think about protecting our children's skin and skin cancer risk, et cetera, we've got to protect our children's eyes. And I just want to follow up on that with you for just a minute, Kirk, uh, because there was a time where I was living in high elevation areas in South America. And because I was exposed to such bright light, I came home and I actually, I don't know how to explain it, you would, but it was almost like my eyes had formed a, a bit of a callus uh, to that. And I had to wear uh, protective sunglasses for many years after that. And, and my eyes did better. But there is a lot of impact that UV rays can have on our eyes. And I just unfortunately was uneducated on how important it would be to protect those. Yeah, there, there's a belief that it definitely leads to cataracts later in life. You know, obviously it's one of those things that I, I kind of make a correlation. You, you brought up a great example of, of using suntan lotion on your skin. The UV coating protects the eyes in a similar fashion there. And what I think is very important is that when you, when you think about wearing sunglasses, a lot of people look at it and say, okay, I only do it on a bright sunny day, and I'll just get something really inexpensive that's a dark lens and will help just, you know, not make the bright light as harsh. But really, that's only solving a small portion of the problem. You also want to look at what's really causing the glare. And if, if you or your listeners have ever had a good true pair of polarized lenses, you will see the difference because what that does is not only does it have the tint to help reduce just the visible sunlight, but a polarized lens will basically eliminate all horizontal glare. So whether that be off of snow, off the water, or off the road, that will take that reflection that you get and basically eliminate that. Um, and I'll tell you what, once a patient typically tries on a pair of polarized lenses, they see the difference and they don't go back. Um, I've been in the optical industry for, for three decades and I've always had them, but it's funny, every so often if a friend of mine has a pair of non-polarized lenses, I'll say, give these a shot and you'll, uh, you'll see the difference very quickly because, again, especially on those days where you have that reflection coming off the water or off the snow, you definitely see how much more comfortable your eyes feel when you can eliminate that glare. Um, and then it's also important, I mean, think about sunglasses even when it's slightly overcast. You know, you still have UV exposure to contend with even if it is a little bit cloudy outside. Um, so it's, it's something we always have to be cognizant of. So is it your opinion that every time we go outside we should be wearing sunglasses to protect our eyes? Definitely. I mean, and there's, there's different things you can do. I mean, if it's very overcast or it's dusk, obviously you want to make, make sure you're doing the right thing at that point. I'm, I kind of kid around with people. I have sunglasses for every single condition there could possibly be except for myself. <laughs> um, again, I have a pair of sunglasses. If it's, if it's rainy and cloudy, but it's in the middle of the afternoon, I have a pair of sunglasses for that. I have a pair of sunglasses for dusk, and I have a pair of sunglasses when I'm outdoors on the water or if I'm in the snow. Um, again, that's, that's me as, a, as an optical professional, but I notice the difference. And again, not every patient's going to go to that level, obviously, but there are so many things you can do to really give yourself the best possible vision in every circumstance. And that's what's really exciting about the solutions that we have to offer 
patients in terms of new eyeglasses or contact lenses. So as we're looking for sunglasses, the number one thing to look for is if they're polarized, or what should we be looking for to make sure we're getting the best type of quality sunglasses? Well, the the minimum expectation, the very bare minimum, is UV protection. And I would say for the most part, unless you're getting something very, very inexpensive over-the-counter, UV protection is the is the basic expectation of a pair of sunglasses, but it's still important to obviously confirm that. And then from there, the polarized is definitely what I would always recommend. Now, you're obviously going to pay a little bit more to get polarized, but it does definitely work better than just putting a traditional tint on a lens. And then from there, you can also look at, you know, getting like a backside anti-reflective coating to reduce the glare that hits the backside of the lens. Um, we have lenses that offer that solution as well. So it really is just how customized you want to make that pair of glasses. But uh, again, we'll, we find patients that once they find something that works well for them, um, and again, just letting them know what options are available, once they find something that they really like, they stick with it for life in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. um, just because they know how much more comfortable they feel in the lenses and how much safer they feel. Um, one of our um, display items we use to show a patient a polarized lens is an example of going around a corner when you're driving, and if you have sunlight hitting just right off the road, you really can't see what's what's coming in the oncoming lane here. And when you put the polarized lens over that same image, all of a sudden you see there's a car. You know, you can see exactly what you should be seeing without all the reflection. So when a patient can see that in real life, they know how much safer they are and how much more comfortable they are having that right lens. Well, and I don't want to miss out on the opportunity. I want to ask you two things really quick. We have a few more minutes together. This is Kirk Lauterbach. He is the Chief Operating Officer with Shopco Optical, and we have five Shopco Opticals along uh, the Wasatch Front. But, Kirk, I wanted to ask you, you know, I just got back from visiting the beach, and I had sunglasses on that had built-in readers on the bottom. Do At Shopco Optical, can we get that? Because, again, if you're going to be outdoors and you might be 40 plus, let's just say, you might be doing a lot of reading outdoors. Do you have that kind of customization? Mm -hmm. Yes. Basically, every single polarized lens comes in some variation of multifocals. Um, And kind of some of the examples would be if you have a patient that uh, tends to drive a lot in their sunglasses and they just want the reading area at the bottom to read a map or to look at their dashboard, you can do that. And if you say, hey, listen, I'm going on a nice beach vacation and I just want to be able to read a book on the beach here, we can definitely make a uh, progressive lens that would solve that concern for you. And if you're going to do a lot of reading when you're outdoors, I highly recommend them. In terms of contacts, what kind of conversations should we have about whether or not we should be using them and what advances are available in contacts now? Well, I think the, the conversation would kind of go in one of two different directions is if you currently do have contact lenses, um, how are they working for you? Um, you'll have patients that could have traditionally been in maybe a two-week or a monthly wear lens, and maybe they want something more convenient. So while you're on vacation, do you want to bring along solutions, or do you want to just be able to have a pair of lenses for every day, and you discard them at the end of the day? From a convenience standpoint, more and more patients are moving to disposables. So that's a nice option. And if you were a patient that prior, previously had worn lenses and you stopped wearing them, Maybe it was because, again, maybe you went into multifocals. Maybe it's because at one point you had a very high astigmatism correction. Maybe you suffered with dry eyes and you dropped out of wearing lenses. We have solutions for all of those scenarios. So if you're interested in getting back into lenses or you just want to look at what you have now and maybe make it a little bit better format or or type of lens you're wearing, 
please reach out and talk to one of our doctors. We'll be happy to discuss different solutions that are available for you. Well, Kirk Lauterbach, you've been phenomenal today. Thank you so much for joining us and helping us keep in mind the things that we need to do or can do to take care of our uh, vision health and our uh, children's vision health as well. And again, for those who want more information about the Kids in Focus program, you can either reach out to the Lions Club or you can find out how to get the free of charge eye care and eyewear online by going to shop Co.com slash kids in focus. Kirk, thank you for joining us today on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thank you again for the opportunity. Great being with you today. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.